Hey everyone, thanks for listening in on the newest episode of H2W, Zoomer's Take on Fire, Financial Independence Retire Early. I'm Derek, here with Kevin and Andrew, and today we're talking about the upcoming interest rate hikes, um, the recession, and also COVID in China. Stay tuned after the break. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of the H2W podcast. We're going to be talking about some upcoming events or some events that are happening now that are going to be um, affecting everyone's portfolio in the next few months or even to year. Wow. Yeah. So I think let's just work backwards this time because they kind of build on top of each other and lead lead to one another. So um, starting at the, the COVID fears in China. So I know you haven't heard anything, Derek. Yeah, I have not. Yeah. So China actually... Uh, they started their, what, what was it called again? Zero mask. It was a zero mask mandate. Does that just mean no mask? Yeah. So they're not wearing any masks. They're like trying to return everything to normal. Uh-huh. And then it turns out it didn't work out too well in China. Like a lot of people got sick. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going through lockdowns again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's specifically in Shenzhen. Uh-huh. Like those mega cities. Yeah. In the mega cities. So like the smaller cities are doing okay, but the big cities are having a bi- like a very, very big problem. And then those are like the technology centers. And now a lot of people are thinking they're gonna be affecting uh, supply chains. Oh, like again? Again. <laughs> or like it's already affecting supply chains, right? But now they're just expecting a worse impact, right? Um, so that kind of builds on top of the other next, the other two topics where we're worried about inflation and the interest rate hikes that the Fed is supposed to release in two days. So wow. they're supposed to, re- so I think March 16th is the meeting, the FOC me- FOMC meeting, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the meeting that everyone's expecting them to rate or increase rates by 0.25 points or 25 points, which is 0.25 percent. Um, but with this upcoming news. We're, a lot of people are debating if it's going to be, or a lot of people are debating how uh, aggressive the Fed's going to be. I see. Um, and then Andrew actually texted me today. He's like super scared about a recession. Super scared? Wait, time out, time out. I, didn't, I wasn't super scared. I was just <laughs> noticing that, that I started noticing people who aren't like perma bears saying that you know, that maybe, you know, reset, I'm sorry, there are perma bears saying that recession is possible and that they're taking more um, cautionary approach to the market. Yeah. I think, okay, well, perma bears have always been saying a recession is coming or like we're at the peak, right? They've been saying that since like late oh, 2020. Oh, it's perma bull, perma bull. Yeah, perma bulls have kind of flipped a little bit. Right. So the big issue here, well, we also talked about it like at the beginning of February. Uh-huh, about what we think. What we thought about it, like the chances of recession and why a recession might happen, right? I think with the way the economy is going, with all the the like the impacts of Russia and the and Ukraine, and also like COVID still being around slightly, it's affecting like supply chains to like the extreme, right? So and then no one like really understands like how bad it's gonna be until like much later. Yeah. And then you see all these like perma bears come out or even people who are like specialists in like certain areas, right? Specialists in oil, specialists in grain, because like grain, apparently Russia and Ukraine, they're like the top five 
uh, grain. For grain. Yeah, for grain. Wow. Yeah, they're number five and four. So they produce about 30% of the world's grain. <laughs> Which means beer and alcohol will shoot up. Yeah, that's what Andrew's worried about. <laughs> I, I was thinking that's bread too, right? Yeah, that's bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the more necessities. <laughs> but then, so, but then what Andrew mentioned is actually important because a lot of people are just like in the mindset of going out and having fun again. And then if grain is going to be increasing the prices of alcohol, mm -hmm. then some people think that inflation is going to continue to tick up because people so are just going to be like, whatever. So I have a couple thoughts on this. One thing is that there's always a, at a federal level, at least in the US, um, I know that there is stores, grain stores, mm. um, that they can, the Fed can basically, uh, not the Fed, but the central government can release into the, the supply. Mm -hmm. so that it can alleviate some of the pressures of increasing cost. But uh, obviously it's kind of short term. Um, the second thing is, um, I don't think particularly with alcohol, it will be impacted severely because it's such a high margin um, product or good that uh, even if costs double for something like grain, they're still profitable. They don't lose right. money. But, yeah. but do you think they'll pass along the cost to the consumer rather than taking it? You're assuming they're going to like take, take the hit, right? Yeah. I, I, would, I would say that they would take it just so for the sake of, there's like the impact of like raising costs and then decreasing the volume at which people are buying things, right? Hypothetically, so, right? So if the demand is greater, it doesn't matter, right? If the demand is elastic, enough, right? But but like there is nothing to impact the demand for something like alcohol as of right now. Well, demand is going up. So there's a lot of no, no. So demand, so demand for going out and having fun has been actually going up. Sure. Especially since sure. we're moving out of winter, right? So we're going into yeah. spring. But you're also having to also account for the fact that it's not like people weren't drinking at home. Uh, and well, not as often as you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> Yo, this is not super <laughs> take on fire. This is Kevin puts Andrew on the freaking fire. What is this? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, less people are going to be drinking at home and people will be going out more, right? Right, but right. I would say that in terms of how much people are drinking, at least for people who are going to be going out, mm -hmm. and we're not talking about people like you guys, but more like people like me. I would yeah. say it's about the same amount of alcohol being consumed. But I think, well, yeah, but then like people like us were, are more likely to go out now because like, I mean, everyone's going out. So we're kinda sure. we kind of have to. And then as more people are going out, the intake generally goes up. I, right? I think I think this is the thing. I think the alcohol being sold by producers will stay the same. Like mm -hmm. um, distilleries, breweries, whatever. I think what will shoot up in price is the people reselling it. Um, um, not due to increased costs, but I think just because they have pricing control and then probably due to employment, mm, I think that will probably that, be That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it will impact us at least. I think, I think, uh, bread I think is alcohol, a different question though, but I think alcohol prices are going to go up and the demand is strong enough. I'm, I'm just saying yeah, based yeah. on the data we've been seeing, demand is strong enough for alcohol to go up just because the, the demand is there because one. I think you, we were talking about it a little bit like a month or so ago where we were talking about like Airbnbs have been like, Airbnb was like uh, set up for a good quarter, right? I don't know. I don't know if we talked to you about this. I think, no. I think we, I think we talked about it uh, when we were prepping. Yeah. yeah. 
So what we, what actually was interesting was like, I actually looked into like some trend data about Airbnb and people have, have actually been increasing the number of times they're on Airbnb over the last like a uh, few months, like significantly. Like if you compare it year over year, it's almost like double. Wow. Right. So that means people are going to be traveling a lot more and yeah. then people are planning travel for their, like the next few months. Yep. Right. So if we see travel pickup, there are, especially with Airbnbs, right? You're gonna have, I mean, just thinking about like how we treat an Airbnb, we're kinda, the usual idea about using an Airbnb is like we have more freedom in terms of like what we can do inside, which leads to like a little bit more partying, a little more drinking, just having chilling. So, and then those two, Airbnbs themselves kinda like tell us that um, people don't care about the cost of like flights going forward because they're traveling regardless. They, because it's already booked, right? They're not gonna, most likely they're not gonna cancel. And then also it's gonna show that the demand for alcohol is gonna go up because when you're in, I, well, this is a big assumption, but like if you're out traveling, I'm assuming they're more likely than not to be drinking. All right, let's ask Derek. Derek, if you are traveling and on vacation, are you more likely to drink and consume or consume alcohol? Uh, I don't, I, I actually don't think the likeliness would change in comparison to my, who I go with, right? Like if, uh. if I would be <laughs> my friends here and then they were going and drinking, it'd probably be the same if they went there and then they went drinking too. Right, right, right. right. But then, then that, that question flips back to you guys. Like, are you guys more inclined? Cause then I'd probably just go anyway. Mm. Cause I think- I, mean, I would it? drink the same amount. I think I drink more because I, when I'm around people, especially like Andrew, I drink a lot more. <laughs> wow. No, it's just like, no, up. it's just like, me up to look like an alcoholic. No, 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 no. It's just, you're more inclined to be in those like, uh, those just, settings. <laughs> like I don't sure. put myself into those settings where I would have it's to. Cause drink, you don't enjoy right? it. You don't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But it is fun if you have like a bunch of people that are like enjoying it. Right. So then I will tick it, like my consumption will tick up. So all of this is just to say that inflation is impacting, well, potentially impacting drinks, right? Or alcohol. Alcohol prices? Yeah. But I'm just saying that we're gonna, I, there's a potential that inflation keeps ticking up. Uh-huh. Even though like this last quarter, we saw that CPI data came out pretty flat, which is okay. actually really good. Uh-huh. But like that CP, CPI is a lagging indicator, right? Cause it looks back a month. Uh-huh. So with like the the Ukraine and Russian war starting, like just recently, super recent, right? And then oil prices going up, and then now grain prices are gonna be going up too. I think we're gonna see inflation tick up again in the next few months, and then we're gonna really see how the Fed kind of deals with inflation alongside a war. I think that's gonna be quite interesting. Well, I guess you said in two days, right? So in March sixteenth. Yeah. So is, I think- that, is that the day they're gonna announce the hikes, anyways? So I think March 16th, they are announcing the first hike regardless. Of regardless, okay. Yeah. And we're, now we're just kind of guessing how much. Yeah. Because they, they haven't said yeah. mm-hmm. And I think that's leading to a lot of fear in the markets, right? So like, today was really bad. Yeah, it went back down. Yeah, today yeah. was horrible. <laughs> no, no, you don't know. It didn't go back down. Today marked the official bear market. Oh, so we're officially, we're officially in a bear market. Yeah, it's been red for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we're down, so in the NASDAQ, the QQQ. Uh-huh. It's down about 20% right now. Wow. You don't really hear that from like stable stocks like that. Mm. 20% of the, like the tech market cap just disappeared. Where'd it go? <laughs> and, you're, and it's probably the most like 
profit growing slash profitable sector of yep. the markets. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if the other sectors also got hit that hard. Uh, not as hard. Tech has been the hardest hit. It's almost people are really comparing it to uh, the tech bubble in two thousand. Oh wow! So it's like <laughs> it's kind of, it's interesting. So the tech bubble hurt, but the the cash amount dropping is a lot smaller. So back then the tech bubble was eighty percent decline. Uh -huh. I think it was eighty in tech. But then uh, now know. it's twenty percent. But then back then tech was only worth like. Let's just say a hundred dollars, and now it's four x that. So it's four hundred. So twenty yeah. percent of four hundred versus it's way more than four x, by the way. Huh? It's, it's more way 4X, more right? than four x. Yeah, yeah, but it's just assuming. Yeah. Right? So like the yeah, yeah. The, the amount of money that just disappeared right. from the market is like way more. I think it's almost more than the same or more than the tech, tech bubble. bubble. Yeah. 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 So well, well, so knowing all this information, guys. Do we think we're at a bottom? Oh, I definitely don't think we're at the bottom. Oh, you don't think we're at the bottom? Oh, no. I think, so, like, all the stuff I just spewed, uh -huh. I think that's peak fear. That's peak fear. Yeah, I think we're at peak fear. That is almost. I, spreading FUD right here. No, no, no. So, I'm, I'm just, like, being aware of what I'm saying, right? So, I think we're at a point where there's so much fear in the market. It's being factored in. Yeah, it's all okay. being factored in. Okay. Or, try, like, the market's trying to factor it all in, right? Like, so now we're looking at this, right? What is worse? What can be worse? I don't know, but I feel like, I feel like, like it's not all factored in yet. Yeah, so I guess the question is like, what well, has been factored in? So like, uh, what, what what's all factored in that's not a black swan, right? So a black swan would be like, I don't know. Something we don't know. Like somehow Russia magically just annihilates Ukraine all of a sudden, <laughs> like a nuke drops, right? That's a black swan. But like with everything that we understand today, have we factored in everything possible that we can kind of understand, like supply uh, I think, chain? I think I think the market generally has been on top of reacting to the conflict in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But I think even though you're like, oh, let's not talk about Black Swan, I would say that I would go to even say that them Russia invading Ukraine was a Black Swan. Right? No, so it, it was, it was, it was. Right, but, which is what I'm trying to get, which is my next point, which is that like, I think that um, there is a lot that market actually hasn't even considered, including, right. and in my opinion, which hasn't, this hasn't been factored in, which is if the Ukraine-Russia conflict becomes larger than it is right now, like, I don't think the market involved. has factored that in. I don't think that market- I, I think that is already factored in. NATO getting I involved. I think the only thing that's not factored in is, um, a nuke being dropped. <laughs> Kevin, no, because that's, that's like, it's so unlikely, right? So like you guys both laugh to it, right? In the 21st century, if there is any powerful nation using nuclear warfare, it is a complete annihilation. Right, no, see, I agree. Country. So that is the black swan, right? That's, that's the not new a black swan. swan. There is no pro and con. There is no upside. <laughs> that's like, the one we carry. No, no, I understand, but is NATO getting involved the black swan? It's not really, because like we kind of can see it happening, right? Let's say China getting involved, which is- Dude, which people has been really kind of expect that. They're, they're very worried that China might take over Taiwan. Did you, did you see the news recently about uh, Russia requesting China to send military uh, reinforcement? Yeah, I saw that, but I think, yeah. didn't China respond saying no? There was no official response as of last time I checked, but oh, okay. I was going to say stuff like that become makes it way bigger. I heard, I heard some China news where, involved? yeah, yeah, but I heard some news that China doesn't want to get involved. 
course. I don't think anyone wants to get involved. Yeah. So it's just like, but I'm no. saying things like that can happen and it becomes a geopolitical thing. That right, right, right. But that that's factored in. What I'm saying is that's factored in. I don't think that's a black swan. Well, I would disagree with that point. It's but that's so obvious. Wait, I would I would say that instead of I don't think like for me like I think it's maybe on people's radars that people are, are known to that fact, but I wouldn't say it's like factored in completely by like everyone. Mm-hmm. There are probably some people who take like precautionary measures more quickly than others, just mm-hmm. kind of like that adaptation kind of graph that we see. And so mm-hmm. like the early adopters versus late. And so I, I think we're in the early adopting phase where people who know about this, like everyone sure has access to this information and they know about it. And But I only think a certain handful of people have been taking a lot of precautions and that's what we're seeing. Right, so I agree with that. Yeah. But then the people that are taking precautions are the big money. So I think the big money has already factored in everything. All of the big money. I think the majority of all big money have taken the like factor. So I would, I, I disagree. Given the percentage likelihood of something like that happening is so low, that like NATO getting involved. I think NATO getting involved is like twenty percent. I'm saying China, China. China So I'm saying twenty percent of like exterior. Okay, so. 20% overall of a of a large nation getting involved in the Russia Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Get okay, 20% is very high. <laughs> that's that. right now. No, it's is high. Very high. It is high, but yeah. but it would take a lot for them to get involved, right? Like I think who is it? There's a I mean, there's a country we, next to we you. Were, I think we were talking about the Russia Ukraine situation earlier on and we were saying like or at least I was thinking to myself like there's no way to actually like have soldiers invade the country of Ukraine. I didn't believe that was going to happen. I thought maybe missile strikes, maybe like some like um, covert operation with like, or drone strikes. I never thought they'd have soldiers walking in with tanks and everything. Right? Yeah, but we, I mean, when we talked about react, it. I just want to say market reacted. It just simply wasn't proactive to that, that incident. But I, I would say that the war itself isn't affecting the markets uh, it's not directly because of the war situation it's more of an indirect effect because like the grain situation like it affects it's affecting supply chains right like we're downloading the war but like the market's only if you're the one if you're the proponent saying that big money is moving moving at the notice of risks like that i would say that they are smart enough to react to not just the fact that there's a war but that there is a economic consequence to something like that. Right, but then if they are reacting more to... Because I mean, be... this, this is all to say, like, I just want to like kind of move on forward, but I just want to say this is all to say, this is like a lot of speculation on the nature of how much we have factored in in the market, right? Right. right. Okay, so not us, but like the rest of the... We're trying uh, to guess people. how much is that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we all can go around and answer like what we what we kind of think about the the current market, right? So we're, if we're near the bottom, not at the bottom, way not at the bottom, and then at the bottom, I let's just try to like gauge where we feel everything is right now, and then we can kind of move forward from here. Am I starting? Okay, I'll yeah. start. I think we are not at the bottom for sure. Um, and I would say we have maybe like 25% more to go. It would be my guess. I don't know. 25%? You know what you're saying? That's a major crash. (laughs) No, no, no. I said like, if I was looking at a bar of like, this is 
the bottom, zero percent yeah. is the bottom yeah. of where the market is, and then like it's not exactly like twenty five percent of where we're more at. down where yeah. we're at. It's like twenty like of the crash. Yeah, we've done seventy five percent of it. Yeah, I think we've done seventy five percent of it. Okay. And there's like twenty five percent. I still don't can't grasp for a percentage, but twenty five percent just seems large. <laughs> no, that's massive. Really? I don't yeah. know. I just feel like I I just go back to I, I really don't think that people are as like fearful of this time of like what's going on when there's so much more going on than what happened in the pandemic. Mm. And so like, well, actually, I think war is easier for us to predict than it is. Well, then the pandemic. the pandemic was a little more scary because like no one kind of knew what was, knew gonna what was going on. Yeah, and it wasn't disagrees. okay. No, I disagree with that. I, I, I think it's worse. I think the uh, pandemic I was think, worse. I think when you're dealing with a relatively neutral biological phenomenon, phenomenon in the world, that's one thing. It's another when you have a geopolitical situation where you have weapons. And you can directly impact supply chain at a at a you know in a mere seconds by making a call as a leader of a country, right? Which is what's happening with Russia. Like I don't know if you guys have seen the Russian stock market, but mm. <laughs> this is insanely bad. That is that is the downside, you guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, so but... glad that we weren't born in Russia and investing right now because I would be so upset with myself. Oh no, no, yeah, it's pretty bad, but. But I think the right, I mean, like Russia's because, I mean, like you're talking about Russia themselves, they're getting sanctioned. That's the only reason why they're- Right, and what I'm trying to get at is that they, it's not like people were expecting Russia to go to that those extremes. And I'm sure the Russian citizens didn't think that their stock market was gonna crash like that and the ruble was gonna sink 25%. <laughs> oh, so actually, I actually wonder what they're being told right now in Russia. Cause like they actually, there's a lot of propaganda in Russia right now around the war. Uh-huh. So I don't wonder what like they're being told about why their market is crashing. I wonder if they know that it's because they're starting a war that like the rest of the world doesn't like. I'm sure they have to know. I they know. don't. You know, like they, they closed off social media for them. Oh yeah. What about journalists? Journalists yeah. can still go into Russia though, right? I don't think there's such thing as free press yeah, in Russia. <laughs> I think we live in a country where we're fortunate enough to have that, but we. Yeah, not many other like China doesn't have that all the time, right? Yeah, but I just see I see like Asian boss videos <laughs> of like reporters going into like China and yeah. Taiwan, and I think I recently saw one about Ukraine and Russia, but I don't know like how much how much they were they were going in there with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so but yeah, that's my answer. I think there's still more to go. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I'm on the similar side of things. Maybe not as extreme, but I I definitely <laughs> think that um, there are like, it, as Kevin says, like black swan, like events that the market hasn't considered. Um, but with that being said, I think that for the most part, if if I was, like, I mean, if I was, I am an investor and I am someone who wants to also make sure that I'm not just uh, making decisions out of fear, but with like um, also factoring like the upside and downside. So uh, for me, it's like, if my, my stance is the same, as long as you're investing in a company that you believe will survive something like this and will be able to um, be, continue to be profitable and grow, there is no reason not to just hold on to cash. Cash is actually the, probably the worst thing you can hold on to during high inflationary times. Maybe war is a little different, but um, 
I would say invest in something like stocks or like real estates, um, possibly crypto. But if you're okay with crypto, I feel like you're probably okay with most of the market right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I agree that we'll get over whatever we have to come, mm-hmm. and so. But how long, right? Yeah. Because like, how long from here <laughs> are we gonna recover to where we were at three months ago? Oh, I don't know. Because right now, yeah, we're twenty percent. It looks down. like it's gonna take longer. Yeah. Than how how quickly we came down. Right. But then it's also possible it's faster. Because like COVID was faster. I see. Yeah. We recovered in a month. I mean, less than a month. I don't know. I just feel like COVID was a crazy time. Actually, I don't know. I think like I mean, now it's crazy time. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> high inflation, high a war going on, a Fed that doesn't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. Um, I think for me, we're near, like I said earlier in the episode, I think we're near peak fear. Uh-huh. So it means, I, in my opinion, I think we're near the bottom. Okay. Pretty close. Unless like, there's a black swan that comes out. And I think we've already factored in a lot of the things that we've been talking about, like other countries getting involved. All of that's already factored into the market. Yeah. I think we're just not, the, the only thing that's not factored in is a full-blown world war and a full-blown like nuclear situation. Yeah, and I don't think anyone wants to get involved with that kind of situation. So like even like Andrew mentioned earlier, China doesn't want to get involved. Russia doesn't actually want to drop a bomb. U.S. doesn't want to drop a bomb. Okay, don't. I saw you guys. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but no, no one actually wants to end the world, right? So because like everyone needs to live in this. Yeah. So I think we're pretty close to the bottom just because of the fear. Because I, I, as you see people becoming more fearful, especially like the permabulls, it gives you, especially like, it reminds me of COVID. Like when you started seeing people like telling like a bunch of FUD and all this, that's when you kind of know like we're getting close. Because like when Bill Ackman came out and said the world's going to end. That was like, yeah, the bottom that was like yeah. two, two days before the bottom. So, you know, when they, when they're getting close. When the big money starts screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's point to that too, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I still agree with Andrew and you guys like on finding good companies to invest in and real estate, right? Yeah. To invest in and thinking about it in the long term rather than just being like short term minded. So like this is probably one of the best times as an investor. If you start right now, it's probably the <laughs> cheapest you're gonna see. Hopefully. You know what sucks? That's I, I it. This wanna, is the bottom. No, I, I just want to. No, wanna, one of the cheapest, right? Like there might be more bottoms coming forward, uh-huh. like going forward, but like it's a good. It's definitely cheaper than like what people were paying six months ago. Yeah. Like in the last six months, there's nothing cheaper than this. It's like what uh, me Kevin was saying about like either the top half or the bottom half. Right? Yeah. I just want to be in the bottom half. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to acknowledge all the people that joined the stock market during the highs of last year. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a shout out. <laughs> uh, it was probably the worst time to, to get started, but um, you do it constantly. Though. You know, when you go through something like this as an investor and you can survive it, it makes you a seasoned investor. You're going to be better going forward. So I, for any of our listeners who are like consistently investing nowadays, good for you. <laughs> but it could get scarier too because like you know right now our, we have like really small portfolios mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you get up there and then you experience the same amount of downfall yeah. the numbers are different yeah because like so me, you're like, hmm. like me kevin right so me kevin actually left all his funds in 
I think his estimated loss would have been like eight million. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, hmm. so he's like, he sold at twenty mil. He lost a little bit going up. He didn't. He wasn't at like the perfect peak, right? But then he missed out on the the eight million dollar drop. So, so yeah, he's probably happy with that. So it depends. Like you make your own decisions. Like people, he got a lot of hate for it. He got hate. Yeah, so we can take this offline. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really I'm, I'm just saying. He got a lot. Like people will get hate. Like you will get hate for making your decision and making your calls. Right. Like, right. But like at the end of the well, day, these are. Get, I think you get hate if you're people like us and individuals. Right. Like, right. But then like people, are, people are always aren't always gonna agree with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is fine. I agree. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I just think it's different when you're. And influencing a, you're influencing, you're teaching your course, yeah, and you're, you're, you're spousing some kind of view that you're not actually beholden to. I think that's the problem. Right, right. I mean, I think his was fine, but I think right. you have different opinions about it. I have that. different opinions. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Um, but yeah, going forward, keep investing. Don't worry too much. Um, I mean, stocks are stocks, but there's a war going on. So It's like what Peter Lynch said. It's like... You should have that like child mentality of mm-hmm. the world is actually a lot more optimistic than what the news and all yeah. this kind of stuff paints it out to be. So right, yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next time on the H2W podcast. Yes, take care. Bye.